0: Why is it still there? It's it
1: not.
2: <laughs> it's just like showing a past league, but Devin doesn't understand. Vince, who are you trading Jonathan Taylor to?
3: Um, I'd rather not say. But I think everyone in this league has a name in their mind. It's probably him.
2: Who do you guys think had the the worst draft? Whoever got two
0: tight ends in a row. Yeah, that was Let's kind of weird.
2: Dusty to go to tight
0: end. Dusty? So.
2: Dusty. Mm-hmm. I think Dusty might have the worst team this year, which is kind of Speaking weird. Speaking of Dusty, go to royalretros.com. Use promo code UpsidePlay, the King of the Cold intro. So good. Uh, yeah, it was like two minutes too. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We are we're live. We're doing some award predictions. Probably our, our best podcast of the year last year. Uh we, we hit on a lot. Thanks to Mawhers Eagles. Thank you. Um so we're we're gonna go through the, the different options here. If you want to follow along, I mean, NFL honors is a good way to look at it. So MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, so on and so forth. Uh, training camp just happened. There's too much to talk about. We kind of just want to have a good time before the season starts. Um, Patrick, you weren't, you weren't available when we had our emergency trade Lance podcast. Um, you want to get some words out? More in a little bit?
4: Uh, I'm just sad. It's just so sad to see because we did spend a lot – and it didn't work out and it just kind of sucks that whatever happened to him seemed to just set him back so much whether it was that broken finger the broken ankle um (laughs) he just needed to he needed to play and we we gave him opportunity and it just sucks that i i'd rather have had it not work out on the field than the way that it didn't work out if that makes sense
2: maher you want to talk some
0: shit you were right i just think it's great i'm not um you know, I, I don't want to beat up on your pass a little bit. I've, uh, I've already bashed what's happened so much and has clearly been pretty right about it. So let me just double down and um, bash the future. It's going to be great watching the Cowboys have an injured Dak Prescott and have Trey Lance going into the Niners divisional game and take out the 49ers in the playoffs and then lose to the Eagles next week. You wanna
2: put that as your bold take for
0: the end of today's episode or
2: what? It. There we go. Uh yeah, you're a dick, dude. Trey Lance it bums me out. I think it, it bums everybody out. Zudo, feeling good about the Falcons? Oh yeah, I'm very confident. <laughs> I mean
3: when Soft you're in a, the division,
1: a division with the Saints and the Bucks and the Panthers, um anything can happen. So uh, we had some money, we spent it, uh, and I, I think Arthur Smith's gonna coach up a good
2: team this year. And Vince will end with you. Uh, Raiders plus four week one, or what are we doing?
3: Yeah, the Raiders beat the Broncos, so uh, Raiders plus four, Raiders money line, and uh, the next time they play the Broncos, also with the points and money line for a season-ending two and fifteen record.
2: Love it. That's confidence right there, Zudo. Mm-hmm. Take notes. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna skip past news and headlines. That's that's everybody's state of the nation. Um, we're gonna start with MVP. No, no, we'll finish with MVP, right? Call it. Yeah. Yeah, come on.
3: Let's bottom go. Uh... Really bottom
2: up. No, because that's bold prediction. We'll we'll start with the um, non-Damar Hamlin comeback player of the year. That question was written by Vince. Um, <laughs> if, if you guys are if you guys are actually betting on some of these awards, um Damar Hamlin's like the clear favorite. I think what do you guys think it would take? He just needs to touch the field once, yeah, and uh, yeah. probably get the award. I think like an interception, yeah, like a know. consistent play is. Well, yeah, consistent knowledge. play
4: and maybe like a couple picks. I think that will kind of lock him in.
0: If he could be ranked like I don't know twenty, 50, I would say like sixteen to twenty-two in his position. You know, is he a starter? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, all the reports were
2: saying, like, uh, like he, he made it to the 53-man roster. So, it kind
3: of doesn't I guess you ready one, huh? I mean, yeah. Alex Smith, <laughs> all you got to do is touch the field again to win, and that situation is vastly different than Alex Smith's. So, yeah, I think it, as long as he touches the field, he has it. He's a minus he's a
2: minus 285 favorite right now, and nobody else is with him, <clears throat> I think, plus 2,000, and that's Tua. Yeah. Um, Patrick has a lot of thoughts even, on Tua, that we'll skip I
3: didn't over. Realize about that.
2: Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna start with a uh, non-Damar Hamlin comeback player of the year. I think the the way that we will grade this at the end of the year once tomorrow Hamlin mm-hmm. inevitably wins is um, whoever gets closest to second place is how we'll do this one. Solid. Um Vince, we'll start with you. We'll go we'll go right to left.
3: Yeah, I'm going with the guy who started last year on the bench. Um and then got hurt himself. And got a nice, pretty little bag to go play over in Las Vegas. Win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, those weapons are great. The head coach is a moron, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play 17 games. He's going to throw, that's a bold take right there. I should have saved that for the end of the year. <laughs> anyway, he's going to throw for 4,400 yards and uh, 25 plus touchdowns. For that's two totally 15. In my two games? 15. Yeah.
2: Play all the games, yeah. That's all the games which we'll there, bro. comeback player of the year on a two and 15 team.
3: I'm gonna have to change that because I re- I'm looking at my list and I have a lot of black and silver on there, so I might have to change my my, my record prediction a little bit. Yeah, it's a it's emotional. Is year window open, mine no, uh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, <laughs> my my shit's not porched off. It oh, off. A crow. A crow. Yeah. Leave it in.
2: The uh, well, who's next? We got Patrick, featuring Vincent Crow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going for the theatrics this year, and I'm gonna go with Calvin
4: Ridley. He's he's a pretty good long shot at uh, 33 to one. Um, uh, I just think that it would be an incredible storyline to have a gambler be the winner, the comeback player of the year award, uh, just because of how the NFL like viewed this subject versus all their others, like stuff that they deem suspension worthy. So I'm going for the drama. Um, he's a great wide receiver to begin with. He has incredible speed. I don't know if you guys saw those... Uh, uh, clips at uh, camp where he was his breakout was incredible he had really fast feet making best shape of his life yeah best shape of his life making really accurate (laughs) cuts and I think that Trevor Lawrence could really make him a superstar not that he wasn't already but he'll kind of re reestablish that
0: within like himself
4: and I think that it's worth a shot 33 to 1 it's pretty good
0: yeah I was gonna say that you know looking at it 33 to 1 if you're Calvin Ridley you have to take that right yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. bet on yourself I,
4: they say bet on yourself
2: who, who do you guys think the nfl would rather see not win this award deshaun watson or calvin ridley deshaun watson deshaun actually but i don't know like they
4: they suspend they suspended their suspensions are almost equal
2: i feel like calvin ridley is like the poster boy for gambling in the nfl now because he was the yeah. first like superstar to really get caught and like have to take time off and he bet on his own team. And so it's a uh, zero How do you feel about this? I, I forgot that he was on the Falcons. It's been so long. Well, he was, he was elite. He was, I think at one point, top three fantasy receiver.
1: So, and on top of the gambling issues, he was going through, I think a a lot of like uh, mental health problems at the time. So I don't know. I, this is just a speculation, but it could be a way that NFL could flip the script here. And if he has a great season, they could, you know, prop up this comeback player of the year, and then they could maybe talk about that instead of his gambling. But
2: I knew you'd have a good Southern spin on this. Congratulations, <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. There you go, um, Maher, comeback player of the year.
0: Uh, comeback, who do I, Yeah, Cooper Cup. Uh, I think you know he, he's perfect he, way to bounce back from his what is triple crown year. He got no competition against him. Um, you know he's going to get open. He's going to get those targets. He's going to get those reps. He's He's really just poised to be the only target on that team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to bounce back. It doesn't seem like Matt Stafford likes anyone else. I think <laughs> about. Matt Stafford needs a, a binder full of faces to know his, who his teammates are. I don't know if you guys read that. Yeah, that, out, though, but... that was, that was <laughs> some stuff you got to keep to yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think Cooper, Car- Cooper Cup just has all of the, um, you know, everything around him around him is poised for him to have a great year
2: yeah zach would agree for sure um <laughs> my pick is odell beckham jr because he didn't play a single game last year mm-hmm. could still be a superstar lamar jackson's him just got his bag and uh probably the best wide receiver actually true wide receiver that lamar's played with in his career up to this point so see what he could do there are a lot of mouths of feed on that team so it's at plus four thousand forty to one Makes sense that it's that high, but I, I think it's a good value considering that the last time we saw this guy play, he was dominating the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'll take that there. Um, Coach of the year. We'll, we'll do waiver wire towards the end as well. Coach of the year. Vince, we'll start with you.
3: Yeah, I went super chalk with mine. I'm, I'm going with Dan Campbell. Um, I love the Lions this year. We talked about it on the division show. I think they're going to w- win the division, make some legit noise this year. So um, just by that, I think Dan Campbell – and his personality fits the Coach of the Year award this year.
2: Locked to win the NFC North? Yes. Really? You're not worried about the I, – No. I find it very funny that we did our NFC-AFC North episode and everybody was very down on the Vikings, but it feels like the, the media is not as down on the Vikings. You you think they're second or third place? Third. Third.
3: Who was coming nice.
2: second? Bears?
3: I kind of – like. I still kind of like Green Bay. I, I think Jordan Love won't be as bad as people think.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell, that's a fun pick, right? He he had the Peoples over last year, hit like a charm. Uh, and they were red hot going into the – basically to the end of their season, knocking the Packers out of the playoffs. Um, they're going to play hard every week. Dan Campbell's an easy guy to root for, culture changer over there. So I think he's the the best odds to win right now is Dan Campbell.
4: Kind of a homer pick, but I'm going to go with D'Amico Ryan. Ryan's 23 to 1 to win this award. And I think that he really has an opportunity to truly turn around and change the culture of the franchise that has gone down the toilet. At least, in my opinion, it's their horrific playoff loss to the Kansas City Chiefs when they were up by 21. I don't know if you guys remember that one. When it came back.
2: But really, Sean Watson
4: john watson yeah and just the drama the owner um you know the bill o'brien trading like it's just all like nasty stuff that you don't want associated with your franchise and i think that he has the opportunity to turn around there you have a good young core a good strong young quarterback he's defensive minded so he's gonna try to give the offense every opportunity that he can to uh, win them games by keeping them in games so I like D'Amico. I, he's a great. He's a great guy, and he uh, he really right, is part of the of the Niners defense. With, yeah,
0: I mean Niners. Um, if anyone if anyone can turn around a bad franchise, it's a Niners D coordinator. True. Robert Robert, what what, co- what context
2: are we going
0: with? Robert, Robert, Robert Sala. Yeah, he
2: yet. likes Robert Sala. Yeah, uh, but has he turned them around yet? Maybe not yet. Maybe i um, maybe foreshadow- foreshadowing foreshadowing was solid i liked it um patrick you, you had some words about maher's pick um when we did our afc nfc west episode i i think you referred to sean payton as that greasy fuck yeah um yeah Sounds right. uh mar sean payton
0: why, why are we going with him here you know the more and more i talk about the broncos the more and more i hate it but i do think you know he's it's kind of a cakewalk scenario for them to where the team performed as bad as possible last year, but they do have the pieces on their roster to be a really good team. You know, they have a, a great defense. They have a good wide receiver set. They got a pretty good running back and they have, um, you know, a, a veteran quarterback and a coach that can kind of get them back on track. And so, I mean, I really think that he can get away with having them be a 10 11 win team and win this award I don't think they need to be great so I think it's more so um, the situation that he's in I do do I think they are going to be better coaches in the league definitely but I think he has the easiest path to really turn the team around
2: last year we saw um, Doug Peterson finish pretty close and I think that's not a direct comparable situation but pretty comparable yeah The malpractice beforehand that he walked into, it was so egregious that it kind of had an amplified spotlight on it. And so, yeah, I I totally agree. I think Sean Payton's in the best position to win this award, even though Dan Campbell has the highest odds too. Um, And I mean, the the Broncos, they they have a veteran-filled roster. Like, I feel like the the way that they're – at least they want to be composed is a win-now team. So Mm -hmm. if, if Sean Payton is that missing piece, I feel like he's got a really, really good chance of taking this one home. Zudo. speaking of home, Zudo, your, your pick for coach of the year. Yeah, went a little bit of a homer pick
1: here. But I, I think if we can pull out the NFC South, I think it's hard not to give it to him, especially where this team's been uh, recently. Um, I, I really like our draft picks and our uh, free agent signings. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I think he's starting to build a bit of a culture. Maybe if not everyone agrees with it. But, uh, you know, he grew the, the stash. He's starting to get a bit of a personality now. So and you know, so he, did Kirk Cousins. Yeah, no, I think he's kind of stealing a little bit of Smith's thunder there, but <laughs> I don't know. I I think if the Falcons can pull out the division and make a bit of a run into the playoffs, not that that matters, but I,
2: I think he can pull it out. Yeah, I, just going back to Patrick, I I wanted to ask this: How many wins do you think D'Amico needs to get in his first year to to clinch this award? I think just have a winning record. So I think um so nine,
3: nine, yeah
2: bold prediction i don't even think he needs to win the uh the south yeah i mean i I think that nine probably could um but yeah because assuming if like jacksonville wins they're not going to give it to doug
4: you know so and then if everyone wins who they expect to win and then like i think it's wide open for him to be honest but I I was actually going to say that I really like Maher's pick just because of the fact that they were such a darling last year for the media, the NFL. They just got new owners, they got Russell Wilson, you know, so I think that people may still feel that effect
2: this year, even though they're not as shoved down our throats as they were last year. Yeah, I fell into that trap, unfortunately. (laughs) I got, I'm last year. Great pick, Zudo. I think Arthur Smith has a good chance as well. I think you guys are one of like five teams that I would put in true, like let's turn this ship around um, after a rough couple of years. And I think the pieces there, they're definitely with the offensive line. And he just feels like a guy you want to play for. The stash it, does speak volumes. It was just fi- finally the year that they were planning on buying in like Terry Fontenot
1: came in, Arthur Smith about the same time. They pitched this three-year plan and, so this is time to move forward here. So we'll see.
2: We're in year three, huh? I
1: guess so. So is this like the start now? Like, I guess this is the start
2: of when we're supposed to be winning. Yeah. <laughs> the three-year plan to build up to the plan. <laughs> yeah. Dare I say, trust the process? <laughs> um, I'm last year. I got Zach Taylor, bangles. Um, I feel like he was pretty close to winning. Uh, the, the Joe Burrow's rookie year. It, 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 who did win that year? I'll go back and look. Um, Zach Taylor, he's up. 28 to 1 plus 2,800. I just feel like those are really good odds for a team that'll likely win their division. Um, usually this award gets picked right before the Super Bowl. I know the playoffs aren't supposed to mean anything, but I'm sure they will. So the Bengals find themselves in an AFC championship game and the Chiefs aren't there. I think he has a good chance to win this award. Um, Joe Burrow also having that injury to start out. Uh, I think that could contribute a little bit into the fa- this factor. So it's it's a team that's performed pretty well over the past couple of years, so it is difficult to win. But Sean McDermott's kind of been in the running the past three years, even though the Bills have been good. So I think Sean McDermott won Joe Burrow's rookie year,
0: actually. It might have been Mike Frable. It was 21?
2: Oh, it yeah, variable, yeah. It was Frable. Um, but, yeah, let's go, Bengals. Let's, uh, what, are they who day? Who day, Bengals. We're going to go to defensive rookie of the year next, and then we'll do uh, offensive rookie, then waiver wire. Vince, who is your – we have a couple – the same ones here. Who's your mm-hmm. defensive rookie of the year?
3: Uh, Tyree Wilson at plus nine hundred. Um, going opposite opposite, Max Crosby is going to help him tremendously. Uh, the guy's a monster. I don't know if you guys saw him just toss that Dallas uh, left tackle um, back to the sideline. It was pretty disappointing they didn't get to the quarterback, but I think Tyree Wilson is pretty pretty like set up for. A lot of playing time. Chandler Jones is getting a little older. Um, I I really do think Tyree Wilson can get eight eight plus sacks this year. Um, I think his only competition at the top of the draft would be like Will Anderson, maybe somebody else we're talking about a little later. But um, yeah, I I love Tyree Wilson this year, and I think this this he should be the favorite in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Patrick, you you have the same pick here, so you, you can go ahead now. And then I I, I want to play contrarian, so even though I was probably going to pick him too, what do you got here, Pat? I'm going to say just like just like how the MVP is like a quarterback's award, the Defensive Player of the
4: Year is turning into a defensive end award, and really all the guy just needs to do is get sacks, and they're they're going to put a lot of focus on that other side with Max Crosby, like Vin said. So
2: really, he just has to get to the quarterback. Yeah, I, I like that take because it's not like you're in love with the player itself, but how the award is kind of chosen. It's either a defensive end or a cornerback that gets a ton of interceptions. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Aaron Donald, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there, there's uh, – I like Tyree Wilson, too. He wasn't going to be my pick until I logged onto this doc and saw that you guys both had him. Um, <laughs> just to play contrarian, he seems like the guy – and correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, but – he was so highly touted because of the physical tools that he had and the high potential, high ceiling that he had. But it, it didn't seem to be all the way there yet. And That's am fair I right take. right or wrong on that? That's yeah, a fair like, take. Technique-wise, mm-hmm. um, obviously, he's a, a monster. He's got long arms. He's a massive dude. Yeah. Um, and he's in a perfect position opposite of Max Crosby working mm-hmm. with Chandler Jones. Those are two savvy vets that are going to teach you a lot. But I, I just worry that there might be some growing pains early on. And the same way that Sauce and Aiden Hutchinson last year, they were just kind of instant stars Mm. and instantly in the front runner. I think that this, the rookie of the year voting, it it can get lost as the season goes on a little bit. So,
3: yeah, that's a fair take. I mean, at Texas Tech, he he did show that he was a dog, but he did kind of, even though he has a high motor, he kind of disappeared at times. Not a lot, but there were times when you looked on the tape and you're like, okay, where he was not – Taking a playoff, I would say, but um, I mean, with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones there, this guy's ne- never going to take a playoff.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be—I mean, a legit good pass rush over mm-hmm. over in Oakland. hoping uh, yeah, honestly, used... to switch my pick to Los Angeles. We don't have.
3: God,
2: them. Um. Well, we got we got you and uh, you and Maher have the same pick here as well. Um, Jalen Carter for you, Maher. Go yeah. Birds.
0: Yeah, I just. I've, I've never seen a rookie really player in general. I mean, besides A.J. Brown was getting some love last year, but I've never seen a, a player, especially a rookie, get touted so highly as Jalen Carter is right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the team is just calling him like an absolute monster and not comparing him to Aaron Donald, but kind of comparing him to Aaron Donald. And he's just absolutely killing one-on-ones, and he's going to be on a defensive line where you can't really double team him because you're letting some elite other guy through. And he's just playing against a division to where I think he's poised, poised to succeed too. a lot of teams that, you know, like to kind of run it up the gut, you know, so he's going to be there to kind of stuff some runs or, you know, make a guard look bad and go in there and get a sack. So, I mean, really it's just based on what I've been seeing of him in preseason, as well as what I've been hearing other players have said. Um, And, you know, just uh, want a guy to root for, but uh, Yeah, I, I, he he just, based on what I've been hearing, seems like he's just on a whole nother level.
3: I mean, without the, without the off-the-field stuff, this guy was a runaway first overall pick. And then, of course, because it always happens, the Eagles get lucky, and he falls <laughs> right into their fucking lap. So I do like this pick. It, it's going to be between Carter and Wilson for me.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of infuriating how uh, the, the Eagles always draft happens. just keep going. Um uh, Zudo, you had the same pick here. Just anything to add in on Jalen Carter. Well, no, I, I just second pretty much everything Maher says too.
1: It's I mean, he's just an absolute beast. And if there's gonna be a guy who's not on the edge and is not flashy and getting a ton of sacks, who's gonna win the award? I think it's gonna be him.
0: Um,
2: so. and I mean deep a deep defensive line, right? Uh right probably next to an- a cox, like yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, the, the guy they picked the year before, which is a monster from Georgia, Jordan Davis. So there's the same way we say with offenses, there's some mouths of feed, and there's, there's guys that are going to be on the field. They're going to be interchanging a little bit. Jalen Carter's just, you guys said it, he was the number one pick until some off the field stuff happened. So he's solid number two in odds right now, only behind um, Will Anderson. So I, very, very good shot. Um, I kind of went opposite route here. Uh, last year we saw a corner win. Um, and I think cornerbacks are being a little more respected in these upcoming years as teams are passing the ball more. Um, sacks are definitely the flashier stat. We saw Tariq Woolen last year. He had like six or seven interceptions. And Sauce's efficiency kind of outweighed that. And so I I think Christian Gonzalez will have a a similar effect. He is a ball hawk, but I don't think he's going to have the most interceptions, even for a rookie. Um, I think that might go to the rookie in Seattle, number five, overall pick. But I I think Christian Gonzalez is is super fluid. He's on a really good defense that, you know, there's there's cover sacks that'll come into play, but I think also Matthew Judon is going to force the ball out a little more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's going to capitalize on that. You'll see a lot of pass breakups with this kid. He could stay with receivers really well. And, you know, very big name division right now with Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, where there's going to be a magnifying glass on that. And if he performs well, he's going to have a lot of primetime games that people are going to notice him. And so just going with the, the trends that we've seen within this award, I think Christian Gonzalez got a big impact. I'd be I'm curious to to ask, do you guys even have him as your top corner going into this year? Because we saw a lot go in the first round.
3: I, I do. Um, I think. With Marcus Jones and Jonathan Jones, I mean, those guys are real good corners and teams are gonna want to throw towards the rookie. So I do actually think he's going to be uh leading the at least the rookies in interceptions and probably I'd say top fifteen, top twelve in interceptions this year as a in total. So I, I do like Christian Gonzalez, this is a good pick, but like you kind of said, I just think this award goes to the to the big guys up front. But I do, like, I do like his landing spot a lot, though.
4: Yeah, and the Patriots are just like kind of like how we're D line you. I think they're cornerback you. They have a history yeah. to back it up of put putting out excellent secondary defenders, and so I don't see why not. He doesn't until they
3: play. leave New England and then they suck. Yeah, yeah
4: I mean even if eh, even if they Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, they had all great years there. You know the McCourty twins, uh, Jalen Mills. You know James I don't know. I, I think
2: he has a he has a he has a shot. Eagles legend. Yeah. Um we'll, we'll do wait or no, we'll do offensive rookie of the year next and then waiver wire. Um offensive rookie of the year. Uh there's there's a lot of names. It was we saw a lot more guys, especially, you know, offensive weapons go in the first round than we initially expected uh vince and pat sticking on the same train you guys have the hey, same nick. guy pat will we'll start oh and nick we got three people in on this one Whoa, pat-, three. pat will let you start here um who you got all right picture mir gibbs
4: uh nine to one to win i i think he's the best running back to come out of this class this year sorry nick um but I think his size and versatility is going to keep him on the field longest. Uh, I've been saying that he's the bigger Deandre Swift that the, um, lions wish they could have had out of Deandre Swift in a way. Uh, he knows he catches the ball very well. I think he'll see some in the slot. He'll get motioned out. And I just think that his opportunities are going to be there for him to, to really show off his talents. And, um, really be kind of a focal point of that offense come this year. And so I think he's really important to what they want to do.
2: And I, you know, sky's the limit for him. I'm really excited to see him play actually on Thursday. I've, uh, I brought up my, my buddy on here. He's, he's my coworker. Great dude. He he's been playing fantasy football since 1991, I believe. Um, Before there were like legit computers out. And so he's, his league is TD only. Um, so just if you score points essentially and he was like hey here's like the magazine i get every year these it's based on like our scoring format it's the old school one he's like do you want to check it out and tell me what guys you like this is literally today it's like yeah dude I'll, I'll check it out i swear to god the rv2 in his league is david montgomery <laughs> <laughs> it's it's insane um and i just when i saw you guys all put jameer gibbs it was like the only thing i could think about I was like damn like a lot of these guys that have been doing this for a very long time like they expect him to really have a jamal williams role of like yeah. scoring all of those touchdowns and we've talked about these awards a little bit and it's it's flashy awards um, it's stat grabbing awards something people don't really think about right away but um i i Man, Omar, I like that bottom addition. I, I only worry for Gibbs and the fact that I think that he's going to be a monster in PPR fantasy formats, <laughs> but I don't know if he's going to have the bottom line at the end of the year to, to really cash this in. Uh, Vince, why did you go with Gibbs?
3: I went with Gibbs because I look at that depth chart and I see nobody really behind Amon Ross St. Brown that I, could, that I can trust with the workload. And I know when Dan Campbell talked about Jameer Gibbs at the end of the draft, the first thing he brought up was his pass-catching pass ability and the versatility he brings to the offense. So we could really see this guy catch 75 balls his rookie year. I wouldn't be surprised at it at all. He's going to be the, probably the lead running back um, in terms of rushing yardage. Um, so, I, I mean, yes, Bijan Robinson is there, but if I'm putting my money on something that's plus 900 versus, what, plus 250, I would, I would say, for – for um Robinson, I'm I'm taking Jameer Gibbs 10 times out of 10.
2: I'm sure if uh if Zudo didn't want to be you know chalk with both Arthur Smith and Bijan, it it would have been Bijan. Um he's at like plus two thirty. He's the number eight overall pick as a running back, clear kind of favorite to win this award. So Zudo, talk your shit. I know you had Jameer Gibbs on your list, but why is it actually gonna be Bijan? Well, I like them both. The the thing I worry <laughs> about Bijan
1: potentially is the workload, like yeah, the Falcons use such high draft capital on them, but they've done the same in the past with uh, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. And, I mean, Kyle Pitts obviously had an amazing rookie year, but, you know, I, I just worry about how they're going to use him. And I, I I hope they they put him all over the field, but I, I do trust that the Lions will. The, the Lions were just so ecstatic when, when Gibbs fell to them. And with, I think Dan Campbell is just going to have him on the field, I think, 90% of the time. Plus, like, you, you, he's going to be out there. He's going to be making plays. He's going to be making people miss. Um, I'm comparing him to like a, like a Todd Gurley, Saquon, like early first rounder. He's winning Ooh, offensive so rookie of the year. He's going to be flashy. Um, I, I think like he's going to be the face of the Lions soon, him and Amon Ramza. I mean, so.
3: I mean his, his obviously he's not going to get the goal line work, short yardage work, yeah. that's why they brought him David Montgomery. But coming out of college, that wasn't going to be his forte anyway. So I just feel like this landing spot was perfect for – his skill set and the, the what that team actually needed from that position.
2: Ninety percent spicy. I I want to come back to that. That'll that'll be
1: fun. It's, it's it a market 32-47.
3: Uh,
2: like a Kamara
1: Ingram in years past. Ooh, like, you know, yeah. So.
3: I like that. And also, like I, I wanted
4: to be like a like a good. I we it's been a while, and because the running backs have been so talked about this off season, I think it's been a while since we've seen like the position. Like, really, have a good fight, which with the players that it needs now, like at that position, if that makes sense. Like, running backs have changed so much that we don't see like the Derrick Henrys anymore. We're now seeing the Bijan Robinsons and the Jameer Gibbs. And I just think that they can be so explosive with the tools that they have now. That we haven't really seen that position battle really anymore. It's always like wide receivers or quarterbacks.
3: You also yeah. saw the vision with DeAndre Swift and yeah. Dan Campbell, but he was just never on the field, and you could you could tell Dan Campbell was trying to make these practice squad running backs like that, and he just couldn't do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, Maher, you, you took a different route. Um, you, by far the the highest odds here.
0: Oh uh, shit! Who do you got? Yeah, you know, and – okay, I'll, I'll start off. I got Dalton Kincaid from Buffalo. Um, I'll start off by saying I'm well aware that a tight end has never won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Well aware of that. But I'm looking at his situation, and I'm looking at a quarterback that more or less throws the ball 35 to 40 times a game. And, yeah, they got Gabe Davis, but I can't really think of anyone else besides Stephon Diggs. You know, they got um, Dawson Knox too, yeah, but mm-hmm. – um, People are really high on on Dalton Kincaid. I'm looking at him and I'm watching his film too, and I'm really high on him as well. They're they're giving him routes where it's um. You ever see those those routes in Madden where the tight end has a choice? They can either you know run straight or they'll run a like yeah, a and the, yeah that option route that they'll do. They're having Dalton Kincaid do those in preseason games, and that's really like not a route that you give to a receiver unless you really trust his one chemistry with the quarterback mm-hmm. and two vision on the field. You know, you don't up. want to have a guy run a curl while those, you know, streaks wide open and then Josh Allen throws a deep and throws an easy pick. You know, so I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it now and then I'm looking at the receivers too that were drafted and I think I wouldn't be surprised that if, you know, things go the way that they're going in my head if he leads the wide receivers of the rookie draft in receptions and yards this year too. You know, they're not like wide receivers like I've seen in past years, you know, they're yeah. good, but the best ones are still in tough situations you know, um Jackson, uh he I don't even want to pronounce the rest of his name, but you know, he got he's behind Lockett and DK, you know, and then everybody else is just very like mediocre to me right now, or they're in a real tough wide receiver matchup battle. So I think he's really poised to to lead those draft class in receptions and yards, and I'm I'm just I'm hyped for him, you know. And obviously, no tight ends ever won. Obviously, um, you know, he wasn't the highest draft pick take a little flyer with him. And those odds are great. You can't beat those odds. I
3: do like this pick as well. The the Bills tried all offseason to find their slot wide receiver and they couldn't do it. And then they go out and trade for Dalton Kincaid a year after they gave Dawson Knox the big contract. So I do believe that they drafted Dalton Kincaid to be that big slot, Darren Waller type of tight end. He's not going to put his hand down on the ground and block for you. That's what they got Dawson Knox and Tommy Sweeney for. Um, I think Dalton Kincaid, I I do like this pick. Plus 4,000 seems a little high to me. That is probably because no tight end has ever won it. But um, he's set up. I mean, that team is, you said it, they're going to throw the ball 40 times a game. Someone's got to catch it. Stephon Diggs is not going to catch 40 balls a game. So I I, I do think he's going to be a massive part of what that team does.
2: He was in a, I mean, in college, he's in a very high Q offense over at Utah. Um, Cam rising his quarterback. They, they ran that option route a lot. Um he, he just worked up the seams all the time. So completely agree. I think that out of the tight ends that we've seen in the past, he, you know, Kyle Pitts is kind of touted in this way of where like, Oh, they thought he was going to break that streak that Mars talking about. I, I totally agree. Um, It is more of a long shot, but. Plus four thousand isn't. Uh, those are those are odds that I think it's willing to throw a buck at or two. And it's I, I like
0: definitely to, nice to have Josh Allen and not Marcus Mariota.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so, I went with uh, someone that hasn't been uh, really mentioned a lot. And I, I was Vince sent over a dot. Of course, right before we started recording this, ESPN drops their uh, their NFL honors list. Which, whatever, fair. Um, but I, I looked to, to check their offensive rookie of the year just to compare it to ours. And I didn't see one guy pick C.J. Stroud. Uh, number two overall pick, already confirmed the starter on a team with a rookie head coach. Um, you know, they've been doing all the right things this offseason. Um, they have some receivers that, you know, they, they look like big time possession receivers, which rookie quarterbacks typically thrive with. Um, Dalton Schultz coming into the mix. Vince's guy, he's, he's going to be a tight end. He's a, he's a good safety blanket. So I, I, I like his chances. I think that if they can sneak eight wins out, he, he really, if he has decent enough year, 3,500 plus yards, you know, 20 plus touchdowns, I think that he's going to be in the mix just because some of the other rookie quarterbacks that I'm looking at right now, I don't think they're going to make as big of an impact and um, it could yeah. easily go to a quarterback. It's kind of what's been trending. So um, I, I like it. I like CJ Stroud here.
3: My only kind of pushback for that is if Anthony Richardson really does suck at throwing, and they don't have Jonathan Taylor. He's just gonna run all over the place and everyone's just gonna be all, you know, up in arms about it and they're probably gonna give him the award because he ran for probably a thousand yards and everyone's gonna be all crazy about him.
2: Yeah, true. Yeah. I think I think Anthony Richardson had the second highest odds. So it's, a, it's a good chance. I mean, he's just on a team that doesn't have a lot.
0: Yeah, not not to go too far back, but Vince, you mentioned Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Great pick for comeback player of the year, too. Yeah,
3: that would be That guy's going to see 160 targets and probably 100 catches. It's insane.
2: 160, stop it. Um, 160
3: targets for that team, for sure.
2: Really? Yeah. Beer bet?
3: Beer bet over 155, yes.
2: Why did you just change it? It's one because it's all right,
3: 160, 160, all right. 159 and a half deal, 159 and a half, 159 and a half. Take it, like it. Gosh, uh, there's I'm a be so drunk off these bets that I'm gonna
2: win two from Pat <laughs> and win one from
4: you. You, you didn't throw three picks to the same guy, Jez.
2: I... <laughs> uh, we'll go to our waiver wire. Um, okay. I, I, how did I explain? It? Well, Vince, Vince chose this category, it's obviously yeah. not a traditional one. Um, oh update if you're available the 29th will be set okay celebrity golf classic come to San Francisco the 29th the biggest waiver wire pickup of the year for example Mike Davis in 2020 Daryl Williams in 2021 so a guy that obviously isn't going pick, to get picked in redraft leagues, standard leagues um, but you think will have the biggest impact by the end of the year you'll look back and say damn how did this guy finish top 20 his position Um, Vince we'll start with you I think we all have different ones here too right yeah yeah, we do. All right, a lot of fun. Go ahead, Vince.
3: We're going pretty deep, and um, we really don't know what Rashad White is in in Tampa Bay. I did like him coming out, but they got an undrafted free agent that, if it wasn't for medical concerns, he probably would have been a top third, a top three round draft pick, in Sean Tucker. Um, if Rashad White, for any reason, you know, is is inefficient, I think Sean Tucker can easily overtake him. He's a great runner, physical runner. He had over 2,000, uh, 2,300 yards in the last two seasons of Syracuse, over 23 touchdowns. Um, so I think those uh, those numbers could translate to Tampa Bay for a team that probably isn't going to win a lot. But uh, if Rashad White for any reason goes down, he's going to be a, a number one wa- waiver priority.
2: Yeah, I, I liked it when I saw you pick it. There was, there was a couple on here where my jaw dropped a little bit because I was like, damn, how did I not think of that? Um, but – all we've been hearing is that over the past couple of weeks, he's started to split reps with the first team, which means he's impressing the Bucks yeah. coaching staff enough. Can, but I mean, you
3: know, to be honest, the the RB1 for Tampa Bay this year might just be the RB29. So proceed with caution. Don't just go out and draft him high, but that team's going to be so bad, the running back might not even matter.
2: Yeah, I mean, anybody, he's a, he's a deep shot undrafted free yeah. agent from Syracuse, so we probably don't have a lot on him, but I like the pick. Uh, Patrick, you you went with a very interesting pick.
4: Yeah, I went with Trey Palmer. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Vince. I don't think that Tampa Bay is going to do super well. I would not be shocked if they unloaded a lot of their older guys, a la Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, retool for the future and see what happens. So who's going to catch balls from Kyle Trask when he wins (laughs) your bet with – with Vince, no other than Trey Palmer. So uh, he's been making a lot of noise this preseason. Uh, has scored a touchdown, I think, in like two out of the three games that he's played in. Um, so why not take a shot on that? They really like him. He made the fifty-three man. So uh, he's fast. It's, yeah, he's, he's really fast. fast. Yeah, and if and if they abandon ship, no pun intended, then I could see him being
2: being an option to consider. Hey, man, why not us? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I another guy. that Russell yeah.
3: Gage towards, I think, ACL yes, or LCL, and,
2: whatever it was. And they have uh, injury luck with the, their wide receiver three. S- sixth round pick. Um, he's another guy we, we don't have a, a ton of info on, but Vince or, sorry, Patrick has uh, Kyle Trask and Trey Palmer's household names, and I respect <laughs> it. Uh, and that's why leader. the Bucs
3: will not be good this year.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> what do we got? Maher is next year.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst. Um, You guys know how I feel about rookie quarterbacks and their tight ends. Bryce Young is going to come into a team where he doesn't really have the best wide receiver options to begin with. So I think there's going to be multiple occasions where he's going to need to uh, make a play and pass and his receivers just aren't going to have separation. And the only guy that's going to be open is this big target of a tight end. Uh, Hayden Hurst has been pretty consistent over the last couple of years. as not being a great, you know, receiving tight end but a reliable receiving tight end. And I think with the lack of wide receivers on this team, they're going to um, incorporate sort of game plan um, or a play set to kind of get him the ball, especially when Young know, is going to have to get the ball quicker than he usually will. And it seems like they already have a pretty good connection in the preseason. So um, I, I think he's someone that, you know, I, I picked him up in the last round, I think in our draft and He's someone that I can very well see be, see being a top twelve, to top fifteen tight end. Sudo, what do you think about Falcons legend uh, Hayden
3: Hurst?
2: Oh, I, I love the pick. If if you're low on you tight ends know. in Dynasty,
1: go ahead and pick them up right now.
3: Yeah, the, I mean, also that the, the Panthers offensive line has looked. So bad this preseason. And the wide receivers they need to rely on are an old Adam Thielen, an injured Terrace Marshall, and an injured DJ Chark. These guys are not going to get open fast. And like you said, he's going to have to get that ball out quickly. So a big target, in Hayden Hurst, who has good hands and can be reliable, um, is a good pick at the end of the draft.
1: I know a lot of people are afraid to touch this passing attack because it's so small. I mean, uh, Daniel Jones went through for 3,200 yards last year, but. He is listed here as the wide receiver one. Um, and from, what was it, week 13 on last year, and I'm including the wild card game, uh, he averaged uh, 17 fancy points a game. He was on the field no less than 80% of the time. Um, Damn. And uh, I, I do want to point out I am not counting the divisional game against the Eagles. Um, we're going to take that away. So for my, for my uh, agenda push here. But I do think he's going to be on the field all year. And I think he's going to be Danny Gimes' second favorite target behind Darren Waller. So I'm convincing myself already to kind of pick him up right now. I feel like.
2: Let, let me preface I, I like Isaiah Hodgins a lot. I picked him in a couple of our dynasty leagues. I, I totally agree. The, the values there um, young, appears to be one of the top wide receivers on this team, um, made a big impact. The, the thing that got me down on Isaiah Hodgins was I kind of looked at the same stats you did. And then I looked at where the bulk of that production came. And um, the, the bulk of that production, he only had above 16 points twice. It, it came against the Vikings both times. The Vikings defense was shit last year. <laughs> yeah, and he, he did um, rely on touchdowns as well. Yeah, I, I think that he's, he's a good guy that, you know, gets open. He has a huge frame. Um, something that Daniel Jones is going to need. He's not the most accurate quarterback, but he gets out on the run. Isaiah Hodgins helps extend plays. So there, there is a lot to like. And he's young and he excelled at the end of the season, specifically in a playoff game. Um, those are things that propel your career. So I like it. And I, I think that he could very well become an ad if a guy like Darren Mahler, who's historically been off the field a little bit, mm-hmm. happens to be off the field again. Um, so good pick. And then, who I'm last here? Um, I got Joshua Kelly. I, I was kind of running out. Nice. I, it, <laughs> this is a this is a deep one here, nice. everybody. Um, Austin Eckler, a guy that has been on the field a lot the last two seasons, much more than I certainly anticipated. Um, he was kind of in those holdout talks. He was part of the RB Zoom calls, the infamous RB Zoom calls. Um, Josh Kelly popped off like a 75-yard run against the 49ers in preseason. Looked very fast doing it. That's all I got. I, I don't know anything else to hype this dude up, but he's a backup that's very fast on a, a team that historically gets a lot of points to the running backs. So Josh a team Carter, that
3: okay. always has injuries to their starting lineup. That as well.
2: Um, Well, let's go. Uh, let's go to what do we got? Defensive player of the year. Oh yeah. Defensive player of the year. Vince, another Raider.
3: Yep. Going with Max Crosby. Um, <laughs> this guy's going to break the sack record, man. No, I'm just playing. He's going to have a consistent year. Uh, I think he's always going to be in the backfield. That that pass rush should be better. The defense might still be bad, but it won't be because of him. I think 14 and a half plus sacks is definitely in reach. Um, He's going to have a ton of pressures again, ton of quarterback hits. Um, That's really all I got to say about that.
2: Just so I'm following along closely here, you have Tyree Wilson as the defensive rookie of the year because he's opposite Max Crosby, but now you have Max Crosby, the defensive player of the
3: year. Because he's on – yes, because he's opposite Tyree Wilson.
2: Got it. Yeah. Are the Raiders going to lead the league in sacks, Vince?
3: Hey, they won't be behind the Falcons, I'll tell you that. Oh, damn. Oh, what a Didn't dig.
2: Didn't have to do him re- like that. Damn, that <laughs> was We had to play as Campbell. Oh,
3: okay, cool, yeah. He's old enough to be my
0: grandfather.
2: <laughs> uh, Patrick Maher, uh, the same guy. Maher, you've said a lot of mean things about my football team today. How about you say something <laughs> nice? Yeah, well, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll be talking pretty nicely about your team for the rest of this pod. But uh, yeah, I mean, Bosa is going to be great. You know, oh, he, yeah. he's, he's going to get that money. They're just going to let him run wild. He got that um, pressure with Javon Hargrave too, kind of taking that interior attention away from him. I think he's just. Uh, He's going to be loose. He's going to kill it just like he did last year. You know, he'll have 16 solid games this year besides getting shut down with Lane Johnson one of these years, torn Peck or not. Um, but besides that, I think he's going to produce really well. Is he going to play? Yeah, he'll. he's going to sign by tomorrow.
3: Hmm.
2: Calling it now. This tomorrow is in – Okay. As in, uh, whenever this podcast posts, so uh, it'll it'll be it'll be signed, sealed, delivered by September second, Saturday, Ooh. September. 2nd. All guaranteed. The contract? Fuck no! It's not going to be all guaranteed. Seems like um, we want something, something different. Yeah, Vince kind of alluded to he really wants to reset the market. Um, his brother got fucking paid, so mm-hmm. I know he's going to want more than his brother. Uh, I. I me, we all we kind of dropped our numbers two or three days ago. I'm thinking he's going to be around 31 and a half to 32 million a year, five-year contracts, probably 100 million, close to 100 million guaranteed. um I think that's what they're pushing for right now, and they have no leverage at this point because against the against the Steelers, at least, I mean, like we're we're fucked without Nick Bosa. It's just the truth of it. Our edge rushers aren't really ready, so. Um, we're gonna need that guy out there. We're gonna need him to get into football shape. We know he keeps himself in great shape, but I, I don't think the 49ers have a lot of leverage right now. And um, if you're if you're really going for a Super Bowl and trading away a guy that you use three first round picks on, then put it in the window. We're we're in the Super Bowl window now. Pay the fucking guy. Pay Nick Bosa.
0: If, gotcha. you, guys don't, if, you, if you guys don't pay Nick Bosa, how soon is someone getting fired?
4: I'd want him fired. I mean, oh,
3: yeah, that's a good question.
2: Both of them. Yeah, like right. as in like do we trade him? Yeah. As in just, your yeah. front office. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if I, he I mean, holds out, I'd be very upset. John Lynch, would, I mean, if he holds out one game, I would be understandable but upset. Um, if he's out for m- longer than three weeks, um, John Lynch's head's probably on the chopping block, even though he's curated a fantastic team even after a monumental blunder.
3: I mean, but he's he is that heart and soul of your team.
2: I think Shanahan is at this point.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense.
2: Uh, Patrick, good thoughts on Nick Bosa.
0: Yeah, I
4: don't think it's an understatement when I say that the the 49ers absolutely need Nick Bosa, and he is, in fact, our best player. And without him, we don't go very far. Uh, we need his pass rush, his abilities, and there's no more catalyzing player on the team than him. Uh, he can disrupt plays. He's a great tack- open field tackler, get to the quarterback, one of the best finessers on the edge and everything. Like he's just so perfect. And the 49ers need him badly. We need him badly if we are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And I don't care about the contract stuff. Pay him whatever he wants. You know, the Saints have bullshitted the, the salary cap for years. It's all fake anyway. The money's not real. Just give him whatever he wants. Fugazi, do
0: you think it's going to be yes. funny when uh, when your star defensive end gets paid, um, in one game, what like Purdy's whole contract? No, oh. I think that's awesome. I think that's the reason pay. why you pay
3: him because yeah, that's the reason money.
0: why
4: we pay him. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks
3: he, did, and they won a Super Bowl, of and it. he's
4: way more important than,
2: than Purdy is. Yeah, uh, well, anyway, um, the I think that if he got 32 million a year, well, that would. One game would be maybe three like, times per yeah. his contract.
3: There are so undrafted free agents making more than Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah,
2: um, shout out Brock Purdy, love you, pal. Um, that's Nick Bosa. He's at eleven to one. Um, obviously, defensive player of the year last year. Stud, gonna be there week one. Calling it September second. <laughs> we'll see you there. Um, Zudo, we're we're getting all your chalk picks. I think I just figured out that you're a closet Browns fan. Miles Garrett. <laughs> Yeah,
1: well, this pass for us is—I uh, think it's going to be one of the best in the league coming up. You, you add Zaydares Smith, his last full se- uh, three full seasons, he's gotten double-digit sacks. Um, I, you know, you pair him across from Miles Garrett, and I think Garrett could potentially push twenty this year. I, I really do. If that's a bold take or not, but I think you got to get it to win the award. You know, he had sixteen last year, and um, what both had nineteen and a half, I think, right? So.
0: That's, um, like that, yeah. you,
1: you know, you're going to have to push over that. I think <clears throat> I think overall, this Browns defense is going to be great. But just the fact that you pair him up with someone like Smith, uh, I think he's going to go on a tear this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, Miles Garrett is is one of the premier players in the NFL on the defense side of the ball. So I get why it's chalk and I, I do like the pick but you know, I I rather have. I, I think Nick Bosa has a better shot of winning it than Miles Garrett does. If he's playing. Do you think, you a think full they'd full give it to year.
1: him back to back over giving it to Garrett, even if Garrett has yeah. Just, yeah. just as good of a season? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. If good they probably. have
2: similar numbers, then no. Because um, I, I think that's yeah. the only problem about it. I think that's why Nick Bosa is fourth in the odds right now is because he he would need to have a very supremely better year than every other guy on the list because they they want to give it to micah I'm proud of all of you for not putting micah parsons <laughs> fuck the cowboys they uh, really do want to give it to Micah. yeah they they definitely want to give it to micah if you're putting money on it uh, micah's probably a pretty good pick because i think he's like plus 650 he has the you know lowest or best odds to win the thing but I, it's just it's not fun for us to do they're to do starting that. to feel bad for dallas because they're so bad at everything not until Trey Lance hits the field. Um, last year, <laughs> last year again, um, I went with T.J. Watt. Whenever the guy's on the field, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's just if he can stay healthy, he should be the defensive player of the year. Um, I'm terrified to see what he's going to do week one to Colton McKivitz It's going to be <laughs> a massive problem that nobody's really talking about right the now. <laughs> um, but it's it's going to be wild. So the, their defense in general, I think that they improved their secondary enough to where, you know, TJ Watson have a little more time to improve those numbers. Um, tackle full for loss monster. Don't understand how he does it off the edge, but he's always tackling someone for a loss. So I, I think on the field, the full season, he's – uh, if if we could guarantee all these guys would be on the field, I think that he would by far have the best chance of winning the award.
3: If I wasn't a Homer, I was also picking TJ Wall.
2: <laughs> Homer, most I don't think I picked 149er today.
3: I'm proud of you. Um,
2: offensive Player of the Year. I think we all went different guys here. Um, so another fun one to look out for. Vince off the beaten path.
3: Yeah, I went Stephon Diggs, and it was kind of the reasoning I said uh, when Maher brought up Dalton Kincaid. Um, they really don't have that proven number two, and that team does have incredibly explosive offense. Stephon Diggs. There was rumors about him running out, and how he wants to be more involved in the offense. He wants more say. I think McDermott and Allen give him that, and I think 1,500 yards, 12 plus touchdowns, 110 plus catches are all in the realm of possibilities, which I think would put him pretty damn close to the Offensive Player of the Year award.
2: Stefan Diggs, I think I chose him last year. Um, it, he's been kind of pissing me off in Buffalo. It feels like there's like weird, like like him and Josh Allen kind of don't like each other. I don't know if you guys have seen that online as well. Um, Maher, how, how much do you think the chemistry plays a, a, fat, a part in this whole uh, ordeal?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's uh, – I haven't seen any of that stuff. I do feel like there's frustration with Stefan Diggs and the Bills organization just uh, based on them really not like it's hard to be Stefan Diggs and watching other teams around the league almost building super teams and then feeling like the Bills organization is saying you're great Josh Allen's great that's enough you know so um, I think it's more unless there's something I don't know more frustration with the with the um, organization more than the chemistry I think him and Josh Allen are there I think they're both maybe frustrated that they're not Winning a Super Bowl or at the Super Bowl, and I'm sure that frustration kind of bleeds into each other. But um, I mean, I don't know. I, I like him. I just think he's going to be a little similar to where I think Minnesota is, where there's like really no other weapons, so you can game plan against one receiver. So I think it's going to really make it tougher for him to get the stats that he'll need to win the award like this. He's going to face a lot of number ones, that's for sure. Totally yeah, and, and safety spies, maybe you know stuff like that. So if he does catch the ball. Getting tackled right away, I don't see too much yak from him.
2: Uh, Patrick, you you definitely went. Um, you know, we we typically don't see this position win this award anymore. I had a, a monologue about it in the beginning for the wrong award. Um, who who did you, you take here?
4: I took Justin Herbert plus four thousand to win Offensive Player of the Year. Um, he threw for 4,739 yards last year. And that was with a cracked rib and no weapons. Uh, you're looking at, I mean, I should really take it for MVP, but I wanted to switch it up. And uh, you could be looking at the guy who leads the league in passing yards, passing attempts and touchdowns. Like it's, he, he really has like all the tools. He's uh, like a prototypical pocket passer and, He's just amazing. I love Justin Herbert so much. Love that man. But yeah, I'm they, in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So I'm in the Rose Bowl. And yeah, so I, I just think that with the new OC, Kellen Moore, I've been talking about him so much on this pod. So um I really want to see him see him kind of take this team next level, you know, like get out of that first round and win the division. They're my pick to win the AFC West.
2: We, we might get a cameo from, uh, from this, this player later, or, uh, a callback, I should say.
0: Uh, Maher, your Offensive Player of the Year. My Offensive Player of the Year is going to be Christian McCaffrey. Oh. Yeah, and I, I think he's the most important guy on the Niners right now. I think I'm a little bit worried about the line, but I think uh, Shanahan's so creative with that offense that he's going he's gonna to make holes for him regardless. And the fact that you guys have George Kittle probably playing you know, offensive tackle all year is going to help. Um, I think he's just going to be so versatile and I'll, I'll kind of save some of my spiel for the, the bold prediction a little later. But I think he's just going to be the guy and be a, a mismatch nightmare like he is against all these teams throughout his whole career. I've never seen a guy, especially a non-quarterback, traded
2: mid-year and have as prominent a role within an offense that's already loaded like Christian McCaffrey did. Um, You you could just tell that he was a a Kyle Shanahan wet dream from the second he got to San Francisco. And I think the full offseason, the really game plan for him and, you know, Kyle, we've seen some press conferences with him recently. The, The guy doesn't sleep. Um, and I think a lot of that is uh, the drama going on, but it, it's also figuring out different ways to, to prep for Christian McCaffrey taking over the league. So he is the odds-on favorite to win this award, and I think for, for good reason. Um, the, the guy is going to be a menace, and he's going to do it as a receiver, as a running back, inevitably when all of our quarterbacks get hurt, as the quarterback. Um, yeah, he's going to do it all. So I, I like that pick a lot. Um, Zudo, Offensive Player of the Year.
1: Yeah, sticking with my secret favorite team here, um, I think the departure of Kareem Hunt is a big big part of this. I mean, we all know Nick Chubb can run the ball. You know, he ran for 1,500 yards last year. But to win this award, you're going to have to get at least 2,000 all-purpose yards. You know, when, when Derek Henry ran, uh, won the award in 2020, he had 2,000 rushing yards. When Todd Gurley won in 2017, he had 2,000 all-purpose. And then going back to DeMarco Murray, he, he was close. I mean, I, I think he had over 2,000 all-purpose. I know he ran for 1,800, so yeah. – those three right there, you're, you're going to need to get over 2,000. So Nick Chubb in his career I don't think gotten over 300 yards receiving, but that's because Kareem Hunt's always kind of been there. So I, I think they can add that to his game this year. Um, and I, I think with all being considered, he's just going to have a huge, gigantic workload, and he's going to run
2: away with it.
3: Charles Jacobs had over 2,000. He didn't get it.
2: Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, but your team sucked. True.
3: Yeah, but he didn't.
2: Sure. Okay um maher and nobody cares about our fantasy team first off um maher a lot of people thought you you reached in our most recent draft you you took nick chubb a little earlier than uh, most people would Where'd you um take? what i think it was fifth, fourth or fifth fifth fifth, yeah um what, what do you think out of this guy this year is he is he gonna have that that career defining year
0: yeah i mean i think he's uh one of the more quiet successful guys i think when you look back at the running backs at our time and you look at just consistent stats throughout their career you'd be surprised how high up Nick Chubb is on that list um, maybe behind Alvin Kamara you know I can't really think of uh, a running back that's been so consistent and Christian McCaffrey I guess but been so consistently good and I think right now with how elite that offensive line is and although you know Deshaun Watson's the question mark how how this is really going to be the first time in a long time that they have the air, that passing game, that can kind of distract against that run game. It's really going to allow Nick Chubb to get to that second level a lot more often. So the fact that he has this elite line that he's going to have holes made for him as well as his ability to make them for himself, um, the increased target share with career gone, and the the reliance on having – the defense have to worry about the pass game as well. I think it's really just going to set him up for success. So as long as he can stay healthy, I think it's going to be, I don't want to say easier year, but um, everything's kind of set up for him to succeed. If the play action begins
2: to work and Deshaun Watson can make some teams bleed off of the play action, I think Nick Chubb will go nuclear. I I totally agree. Um, And you guys mentioned it, the, the offensive line has just been insane his whole career. Um, I, I, still think it's it, at the very least a top eight offensive line in the league. And so it, it, he's just going to continue to work. He's, he's been that guy, Mars said at the, one of the more consistent backs. So, um, he's, I wouldn't even say a safe pick, but, um, I, I think that this might be the year where the stars align a little bit for Nick Chubb and he really gets the respect he deserved. I think a lot of people will call him one of the better pure runners in the NFL. Um, but without Kareem Hunt, if he starts to catch passes and still run through people, he will be a problem. Um, I'm last here. I think someone mentioned Todd Gurley. That's kind of my my thought process with my pick, um, Saquon Barkley. So Saquon, he obviously wants a lot of money. Um, he, he didn't get the bag that he was expecting, um, and he's going to play his ass off to get it next year, whether it be in New York or not. Um, he's at forty-five to one right now. So the the highest I think that was picked today, or besides Vince's Jimmy G pick. Um, the the highest odds we've seen today at forty five to one. Saquon, it's just we've talked about the Giants' offense a lot and just kind of not having a defining guy. He he is the defining guy. He, he catches a lot of passes. He's gonna run for a lot of yards. Offensive line slowly but surely getting a little better over there. Um, I, I think that you know in the in the same realm that we talk about Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley is the only other back with that type of ceiling to do it two ways and do it all season long. Um, so I, I'd like Saquon. I think it's juicy, juicy odds. Thank you, guys. Everybody agrees. Um, we'll, we'll go over to MVP next. Um, Vince, second uh, second best odds to win this award. It, does he have
3: the second best odds?
2: I believe oh, so. Man, I didn't know
3: that. I with Joe Burrow. I think he could. I think he could go over forty five touchdowns this year. Forty five hundred yards. I think the team's going to be great. A team could win the Super Bowl. Um, team could be in the Super Bowl running, so I think uh, I think Joe Burrow set up for a massive success. Obviously, Ryan thinks Zach Taylor going Coach of the Year, so I'm writing that as my Super Bowl pick as well.
2: Say it with your chest.
3: The Bengals will win the freaking Super Bowl, guys! Woo!
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Joe Burrow. I, I think the the preseason injury is just a little concerning. Um, wide receiver rooms there. 100%. Um, it, it feels Hard like every... Jimmy
3: G in this, so I couldn't pick Jimmy G, so I had to pick someone else. Thank can you, well,
2: yeah, while we're while we're talking here, can you look up Jimmy G's MVP odds for me? Oh,
3: okay.
2: uh, Joe Burrow, I, I think that, you know, the, the past couple seasons we've, I, he just keeps elevating, keeps elevating. T. Higgins looks like a monster. Um, Jamar Chase, obviously, yards after catch. I just... I almost feel like in the same way that Jalen Hurts kind of got snubbed a little bit last year because of how good his surrounding team was. I feel like that might sneak up on Joe Burrow a little bit this year. Jalen Hurts had a legit case to win. And basically the only argument was that, well, the Eagles are really good. So yeah. Tough. Patrick. Uh, I went Christian McCaffrey,
4: 75 (laughs) to one to win the MVP award like you guys all said i just i i want to see it happen i don't want to see a quarterback win it this year just this one year just just with christian McCaffrey playing a full season going absolutely nuclear i think that he will kind of just lead every offensive category for running backs and it won't be close and he'll be he'll be the best offensive weapon that the niners have to use and he, he allows Brock Purdy he takes so much weight off of Brock Purdy's shoulders as a playmate like to be a playmaker that he really just has to play quarterback and just get the ball out there and if you get the ball in McCaffrey's hands as we all saw last year when he came over he's extremely dangerous and I just think that that will hopefully in the voters eyes be seen as the most valuable player
2: yeah, I mean, I I want the quarterback run to stop too. I, the last time that a non-quarterback one was Adrian Peterson in 2012, I believe. Um, it, it's been a long what time. Was, it's, what was that fun. line?
4: Because I'm because I'm just curious.
2: That, right? what it, no, no, no. The Adrian Peterson, like,
4: if he was the last running back to win, what was his like lines? Oh, hmm. I have no idea.
3: Mean, that was the year he of, came off the ACL and had 2,000. Well, he had
1: he ran for um, 2,097 yards. Oh, shit. I don't know if McCaffrey's going to run for two. LT back in, I think, 2005 or six when he won, it had 28 touchdowns. So, you know, okay. it's I think that. that's possible. That yeah. might actually be possible.
2: I'm yeah. just starting to lose confidence in the voters after Cooper Cup literally had a triple crown, capped it off with the Super Bowl, and they gave it to Aaron Rodgers for like that's, the fourth yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's hard. I, I, I would love to see it. You know? 75 uh, to one for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vince, give me the odds.
3: Plus ten thousand. Chris McCaffrey has
2: better odds than Jimmy Garoppolo. Really? Uh, plus ten thousand. I think you that's see about it a... as a
3: joke. I see it as a great investment,
2: a financial opportunity. My kid's going
3: to college. This,
0: <laughs> based off <on laughs> his bet.
2: Maher, we we had the same guy. I guess I'll let you talk about him. He's on your team.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna Jalen Hurts. Obviously, um, I know you mentioned it before. You know, he kind of got snubbed because he his team was so good, you know, that it was really hard to justify his play. And, you know, that can easily happen this year as well. You know, the team's stack, the depth is there, you know, easily can say that as well. But I think, you know, this might sound dumb. I know everybody says, you know, quarterbacks touch the ball every play, you know, and that's true. But Jalen Hurts does it in a different way. You know, he's He's making a big decision every play. You know, it's very rarely is it pre-snap. You're going to hand the ball off pre-snap. You're going to throw it here. It's always so calculated to where it's, you know, let's do the read option. Are you going to hand it off? No. And then scans down the field like any other quarterback would. So I think just the, the pressure and despite how good the team is, how it's only good. If Jalen hurts is good. I think that's really going to show. And, um, and, I, yeah, I mean, I just think he's going to be, like, almost redefine the dual threat of quarterback. He, quarterback. You know, I think he was, at first, a running quarterback that was all right throwing the ball. I think he's going to take that next level and be borderline an elite passer. Last
2: year, um, if you guys followed along last year, I had the bet with Devin. Um, best bet Devin's ever made that didn't cash. Um, when Jalen Hurts got drafted, he told me that he would be MVP – within three years of him being in the NFL, I I laughed. I took the bet immediately. I was sweating my dick off late last year. Um, And then Jalen Hurts got hurt. And I was like, oh, like Gardner Minshew is going to do good with this team. And so they're going to prove that it was just really the team that was good. And Jalen Hurts has been Gardner Minshew sucked when he came into it. It was a terrifying sight. Um, I I genuinely do think that he should have won the MVP last year. But yeah, I, I was sweating last year. I, I tried to convince every person that he wasn't worthy of the MVP when he 100% was. It was a, it was a tough time. Um, I also have Jalen Hurts this year. He's, he's going to be a stud. He, he has the odds on favorite to have the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. It's, it's nuts. He's like plus 800. And the, the next closest guy behind him, I think is Christian McCaffrey. Um, so it's a, he, he's, he's going to dominate in a lot of the categories that voters care on the most. So Nick, I'm going to go ahead and go with Josh Allen
1: here, stick with the quarterback theme. Um, and even even looking back 2020, Aaron Rodgers went nuclear that year. I think he had like 48 and five, like touchdown interception. Josh Allen had a great year, 37 and 10, threw for 4,500 yards. You know, he, he he rushed for probably 700 plus, I think. But he's just going to have to do more with that this year to win. Um, he's, you know, and I think. With the, the drama surrounding Stefan Diggs and not making it to the Super Bowl yet, I think it's really just gonna motivate them more, if anything. I don't I don't think these are the type of guys who are just gonna roll over and pout and you know let the season go by. Like Diggs is a bill and it's gonna be like that. So I, I think they're gonna air it out and I think he's finally gonna win his first MVP this year. He has been close, but this will be the year where I think he really gets over top. He's just gotta get that touchdown interception ratio um a little better. If he can stay in single-digit interceptions, I think he
2: gets it. Does anyone else feel like this is the first year where people are kind of getting over Josh Allen a little bit? That's why I'm. That's why I'm trying to like
1: push the, the, agenda, push the agenda. You know, the I think way. he's just going to come out of nowhere because we know who Josh Allen is, but like people are starting to finally get bored of him. It's you know fatigue. You know,
2: he he's just been playing at MVP caliber levels. The turnovers are a problem for sure but it, it definitely feels like this is the first year where when we're talking about the best quarterbacks in the NFL, um, he's now not in the top three. Um, it feels like Jalen Hurts has kind of replaced him in that sense. And so I, I agree that it could come out of nowhere in a sense, and this could be a high-value pick. Uh, Vince, thoughts on Josh Allen here?
3: I, I love Josh Allen. Um, he's part of the reason why I have Almond Ross. I mean, um, Stefan Diggs is my offensive player of the year. I think he's going to have a great year. Toss the word around a lot like fraud. Like you're just there. <laughs> and then the, in those big games, you kind of disappear. So like people are just getting bored of him now. And and I do think he's going to have a good year, but MVP might just be out of reach.
2: And we'll, we'll keep it going. I know you got the crying baby in the background. so we'll, we'll get you out of here soon. <laughs> um, we're we're going to do bold predictions. Bold predictions are brought to you by com. Use promo code upside play, get 10% off your order. Tons of jerseys, throwbacks, um, check it out. And, uh, Vince, we'll, we'll go to you. Bold prediction. We'll get it out of the way. You've um, been clamoring this guy's name all off season. Who do you got?
3: Yeah, I mean, I talked about it before. I, Almond Ross and Brown, that that depth chart, that pass-catching depth chart is wide open. They could have two rookies literally be their number two and three option. Um, so I'm going with Almond Ross St. Brown to have the most catches in the NFL.
2: And – Spicy. I mean, the first six weeks with Jameson Williams out, he's going to be heavily targeted. Um, I I can't think of anybody else that will warrant more than six a game outside of maybe their rookie running back. Um, So I think he's due for I think it's fair to say 10 plus targets a game, at least in the first six weeks, um, if the offense is playing from behind.
3: Yeah, I mean, that team is just, it, it's going around, it's building around Amon Ross and Brown. And even with Jamison William back, William is back. Like we said, there is nobody else. So he's just going to come right in. I don't think he's going to be taking Amon Ross targets. I think it's just going to, offense is just going to expand more and become more versatile.
2: Yeah, take the top off for sure. Yeah. Um, Patrick, bold take. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson lead the league at rushing yards 17 to 1
4: right now. I'm uh, not scared of Zeke. That guy is garbage. Love I think it. they cut him by like week five or six. <laughs> uh, I don't even think he plays the whole year on the Patriots. Um, and really after him, he's the only one on that team who could run the ball, in my opinion. So feed him the rock. And I think he kind of has a similar year as Josh
2: Jacobs last year. Oh,
3: I love it. I love it.
2: Spicy, I like it. Mar, what did you think about that? I mean, we know Ramondre is a, a pass-catching type of guy. Thoughts on him being the league leader in rushing yards?
0: Uh, I'm a little worried that New England's going to have to play from behind too many times this year for him to be utilized as much as he is. I know that defense is still going to be good. I don't think they're going to be as good. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, th- I think he's one of those. He's, he's on one of those teams, just like I look at Minnesota, where it's like, well, who else, you know, unless one of these receivers kind of come out to where, you know, you can comfortably stack eight in the box and say, all right, try to beat me. Yeah, it's surprising that none of us took Justin Jefferson for offensive player of the year. I mean, repeat winner, but um, like it, Pat. All right, Mar, go ahead.
2: Talk yep. about him again. Um,
0: you know, enjoy it while, while it lasts, you know, because <laughs> I'm not going to be talking highly about the Niners too much uh, for much longer. But I'm going to put CMC going 2,500 all purpose yards. That would put him number two all time behind Darren Strolls. Uh, I just, you know, he, he's just going to be utilized so well. I think, you know, he he finally got into his groove with the Niners. Um, he knows the system now. They've had a whole offseason to find out how to maximize his potential. And I think he's just going to have that 17 game healthy year and just produce consistently, and the Niners got enough guys on their team and Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk to where you can't just game plan around McCaffrey. You have to game plan around this whole creative San Francisco offense. I think a lot of people will look at that
2: and think it's fucking crazy. Um, he, He was close yards from scrimmage in 2019. Um and he in 2017 he did return kicks I will never have him do that I promise yeah. but yards from scrimmage in 2019 2,392 he was close um yeah, he was, he was all pro yeah I mean he was 108 yards away from doing it so I don't hate that at all um especially the way that Kyle looked to use him last year so I I like that pick a lot 2500 um I, I wonder if we can find some odds for that because that'd be a fun little bet to to throw in there
3: yeah
2: um Zudo.
1: Yeah, so with mine, I'm going to go ahead and say Jordan Love throws for over 4,500 yards. And, you know, you say it out loud, and it sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, it's shit crazy. Are, they,
0: are these are these air yards or the they actual completion? <laughs>
1: <laughs> actual completion yards. And when we're, when we're looking back at Aaron Rodgers, his first full season in Green Bay, he threw for 4,048 yards. So that's a pace of uh, – it's average of 253 yards per game on a 16-game season. So that's for Jordan Love. That's an average of 265 yards a game. If he's going to get to 4,500 yards, um, the weapons not the prettiest. I like Christian Watson. I, I like rookie tight end. Um, I, I like Musgrave. But you know, this is why it's a bold prediction, guys. I just believe in the Packers picking this quarterback and saying, "Hey, this is our this is our next Aaron Rodgers. This is our guy." You know, we believe yes. in Jordan Love. So it's worth the past 40. I like this a lot too because he needs to get the rows in. I
4: he he's doesn't have very much experience playing, so I just think that they're going to just let it rip and see what happens. Whatever happens happens and then they'll modify
1: and correct. Right. No one thinks I'm, they're going to really win the division anyway, so it's aired out.
2: Yeah. I'm worried about their I mean their approach because I saw that they were in on Jonathan Taylor And it just makes me like wonder, like what they've seen throughout preseason to make them in on Jonathan Taylor. Like, I mean, obviously he's a very special talent, but they seem like one of the few teams that doesn't have an immediate need at running back. Um, So it was, it was just surprising to to see. Um, I I like it though. I mean, the the Packers haven't missed on a quarterback. Like we said, they've had very, very competent quarterback play for 40 plus years, much longer than we've all been alive. So. It's a spicy pick, bold pick, and I mean that's that's what the category is. I'm um, last year. I got the the Bay Area kid, Najee Harris, league leader in rushing touchdowns. It's at 25 to one odds, um, so, like very very low in comparison to other players. There was like three quarterbacks ahead of him, odds wise, to get this award, um, which I I thought was crazy. But I think he was like 13th or 14th in the in the rankings. We talked a lot about the the Steelers, their offensive line upgrading a little bit. Um, I I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to be the most polished red zone passer. Um, Deontay Johnson's a dog, Friar means a dog, but I could easily see Najee finishing out a ton of those drives and kind of the, the air raid mindset that we've seen throughout the NFL. I I think that it's not a product of him being, I guess, insanely elite or a better red zone rusher than others. But I think the situation that he's in um, it's he's in a good spot. And so it's a a 25 to one, very, very low odds, but I, I thought I'd hit it here. Najee most rushing touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I like it because it seems it seems like there's almost that fatigue with Najee too at the moment, especially in the fantasy universe. So you know, I like it. Spicy he's good. burned
2: a lot of people over the past years. Him and Kyle Pitts, I think this is the year yeah. where people we kind of saw them quit on both of those guys a little bit. And I'm hoping to see a resurgence from both. Fun season ahead, year three. Um, that's the award show. The the preseason award predictions. We'll chart it out. Um I, uh, I'm gonna work on some graphics and hopefully have these out on Twitter so we can have them time-stamped. All that. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. This is one of our favorite ones to do throughout the year. We get to get our takes off. Um, kind of gets the juices flowing. We're we're one week away from the NFL uh, kickoff. I think we're in in unison. We're we're probably gonna have to take the Lions. The the people's over last year. I know it's probably not the right bet, but how are we gonna root against Dan Campbell? Exactly.
4: And they've moved the line moves actually against our favor. So, but the chiefs don't cover anything. So that's, that's, we got that
2: going for us. What's it at seven and a half, six and a half. Okay. So we don't get, um, we don't get the extra point. Yeah. Let's go fighting Dan Campbell's. We're ready for NFL football season. Um, go to at the upside play on Twitter. Um, I'm sure you got draft questions. Uh, who to start week one. We're there for you at us and we'll, we'll get you going. Um, any, any, Honorable mentions that we missed today, fellas. Any guys you're torn between on one of these awards that you wanted to shout out before we get going here? Uh I kinda wanna shout out um Sam Howell. I believe in him <laughs> <more>. <laughs> Thanks, Zuda. That's a soundbite we needed. Thank you guys. Royalretros.com use promo code upside play, I get ten percent off